The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Come along for the ride as our new band of adventurers continues to investigate what's going on at the town of Alshand. They've uncovered a few clues as well as many of the items missing from the town. What's next? Let's listen in. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Definitely look us up on the internets. We're on Facebook. We've got a uh, group there called Adventures from The Shed. We appreciate your comments and questions there, so find us there. We are back in The Shed. We are playing a new Dungeon World campaign set in the world of Perrin, D.C. Finding out who is amongst our people playing... Uh, we're going to go around the table and say hi to them. We'll start with this guy right here. This is Chris. I'm playing Uriel the Immolator. All right. This is Kelly. I'm playing Trillium. She is a druid. And this is Kurt. I'm playing Kurt is muted. Kurt is muted. From the chomping. Now I'm back. I'm better than before. Uh, this is Kurt. I am playing Breton. He is a human ranger. And this is Bridget. I am playing Lenore, the human cleric. And I am Joe. I am the game master for this Dungeon World game. Um, we're going to get a quick recap of our last session from, I think it's Chris. <coughs> sure. We'll say Chris. Go, Chris. Right. So at the start of the last one, we had Trillium turned into a salamander to sneak into the cave and see what was going on. She found a bunch of the uh, missing items from town and noticed there was a horrible stench from uh, maybe some rotting... Uh, Leftover food or waste products of whatever was, you know, using the cave. Uh, we decided to hang out and see who showed up. Turned out it was a band of hobgoblins that were uh, using the cave to store their uh, stolen goods. And uh, they left, and we kind of just let them leave on their own. And we ended up taking what we could carry back to town and uh, informed the sheriff of what was going on. And our plan now is to uh, kind of lay in wait to see who shows up in the town tonight to see if anybody's going to steal anything. That sounds pretty good. So, yeah, Sheriff uh, Philip said um, his biggest interest is making sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, if we want to search more to the roots of what's causing everything, that's fine. But uh, he really just wants the theft to stop so that the town feels safer again. Um, there are a couple of the uh, families who are still missing items that are willing to put up at least some form of reward uh, if uh, they are retrieved. And, uh, of course, the town w- is going to find a way to celebrate you guys if you can get the whole thing to stop. Sweet. All right. Free meals at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> the pig. <Yeah. clears throat> um, <coughs> excuse me. So from there, uh, it's the next day. We're in the next day. Uh, what, I- what is the plan that you guys want to carry out? The uh, sheriff is not really a, um, uh, what you call it, a tactician. He doesn't really have the so best answer. Daytime, I'm working. You guys maybe could try to maybe see where the hobgons may have went to. You knew you went, they went what north. Uh, yes, that was the direction the, that Kelly said. Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Get more maybe more details on that for during the day, and then at night we could you know, do the plan of just wait and see who shows up. You what mean it? I mean, it depends if we just want to defend the town like Sheriff or if we want to go out and be more active investigators. And I am totally fine either way for now. Yeah, I mean, because we don't know, like you said, are the hobgoblins doing the stealing or are they just kind of like 
the middlemen taking it to the load-off point and someone else is doing the act of burglaries. Because I don't see hobgoblins sneaking around. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, Plus, no one smelled them. Yeah. And they smelled pretty bad. And they're not usually quiet. No. No, and they're big. Yeah. So perhaps there's something else going on. I think maybe rather than spending all this time walking north following hobgoblins, we should maybe just hang out at the piglet and wait until the evening and see, and then set up a watch and see who comes. That works. What do you think? Yeah? Well, I think I'm going to pass on hanging out, and I'm going to head to the area of the forest that is the holy area, and I'm going to try to forage for some seeds. Oh, right, for your plant. I forgot about that. The anti-hobgoblin plant. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Is a sacred plant. The only catch about this plant is that it will take and grow in a in, in in another spot other than this holy area of the forest. However, it may not thrive. Oh, okay. So it could be it, so it it's could not be a kudzu. temporary deterrent, but okay. it may not thrive on the edges of the forest, being that they are not blessed. Okay. So that's what um, Trillium is doing through today. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back for the nighttime festivities of looking out for stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Trillium, I don't know if I can do this again. You'll find like, out. Like I'm kind of new to what I can and can't do. But um, being that she can shapeshift into animals, is it fair to say that she has the ability to be nocturnal or... Not if she wants to be. So, like, really... I don't see why not. Time doesn't quite affect her the same way as... Uh, it, it would probably be very difficult for you to get exhausted. Right. Like, yeah. like overtired. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So... It would um, also make sense that instead of walking home, you could just turn into an eagle and fly. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It is. And that, it should be pretty easy to bring back seeds as a bird as well. You just regurgitate them when you stick get them back. in your gullet. <laughs> stick them in that gullet. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Breton would likely uh, go spend just a little bit of time uh, working on his archery skills. Every day, he likes to try to get in a little, a little bit of time at the range. Is there any specific sharp. tree or item you shoot at, or <laughs> nope? So uh, I say the range, but that's a joke. No, actually, I would go different places and kind of set different targets and things, okay. and just work from different distances. So I'd go find a spot, you know, just out in the woods that I like. In twenty minutes, thirty minutes. And what does Lenore do during the day? Um, Cold stuff. Cutting and scratching. <laughs> wiki, wiki, wiki. I have no idea. No. No. Have you procured my services for that special no, item I was thinking yet? I, I, I may be over at the forge trying to go. get you to right. craft me that item. <clears throat> All right. So after. Um, uh, you know, work lets out for the day. Yeah, because it'll probably take me a full day to do something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the dinner time comes and goes. It's starting to get dark outside. What is the plan for how you're going to uh, keep an eye on the town? I assume there, is there only like one main entrance of the town or is there multiple entry points? Uh, is it a walled town or is it kind of wide open? It's not walled at all. <clears throat> Okay. Is there Some a, people have fences around their property, but that's about it. Is there a part of town where there's more, you know, well-to-do people that would probably get stolen from, or is it just yeah, kind of Yeah, they're mixed? farther from the road. Okay. So the main road that passes right through town, 
the the wealthier people are farther away from that road. Okay. Why don't we set a uh, honey pot with like a gold here sign, <laughs> <laughs> like a door wide open? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting idea. Do you want to do it? I mean, it's uh. And ha- has there been like a, a message from the sheriff to like, hey, please lock your doors, close your, you know? Well, I mean, or people when he still passes, just kind of being like lax yeah. and just like, well, well, when he when he sees people in passing, he's mentioning yeah. to them, you know, make sure you secured your valuables. Yeah, even if you don't lock your front door, you know, hide yeah. your valuables, put them in a safe, whatever. But somebody stole the uh, street lamps. Yeah. <laughs> so they're pretty brazen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But there's not like an on you know town guard like correct, correct. Walking the yeah. Plant. When it gets dark here, um, there there's a few lights out there, but nobody's patrolling the streets or anything. And um, you know, if anybody's routing uh, rowdy and leaving the pig late at night or something, they just stumble their way back to their hotel room or uh, to their home or whatever it may be. We just put kind of one of us at each of the cardinal directions to keep watch i mean it's a pretty yeah. small town if there's only a few hundred people yeah. downtown right yeah it, it is unlikely that whoever is doing it is walking down the main road yeah right because that, be that's where the lights area. are typically yeah we want to be in the well-to-do area where, where you would think that uh yeah. and we should pick houses like that because there's already been a group of houses that have been stolen from <laughs> these should be houses that haven't been stolen from yet that are you know people might have valuables Although whoever is doing it, if they know that all the stuff has been taken, then they know that that stuff may be back where it went to. Actually, if everything's well, sitting at the sheriff's office, then that's a place that they might be likely to go to. But they don't know that. Well, unless it's one of you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, could... <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly's thinking, was it me? It's Cloud. <laughs> Cloud's been taking everything. Dude, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> But um, and I, I'm just, just thinking that that idea. If um, if whoever it is goes to check their stash before they come they come in here, or if it's the hobgoblins, they already will know that something's missing. So yeah, it's up to you how you approach it. Out. Well, no, they wouldn't know because it was last night. We took yeah. all the stuff. They probably didn't go back there. They only they would go back tonight, but they Maybe. might not do that until they get the stuff, then go back. So they technically might not know. It's yeah. Just saying. Agreed. Or they think somebody just stole it, and like who knows it was anything to do with the town folks. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> are we trying to get to the bottom of who's behind this, or are we trying to get rid of these hobgoblins? Well, we definitely want to stop. Whoever shows up, we want to make stop, you know. Don't whether do we capture or kill, that hasn't been decided. You know, We want to put a stop to whoever's stealing it. But, do, yeah, do we want to try to find out the mystery of who's you know, calling the shots? I don't know yet. I could take a ride along with one of the hobgoblins. <laughs> I can't do that. I could turn into a tick. <laughs> the, tick. the tick. You're not going to be able to stand the stench. Yeah, I could. A okay. tick? Yeah. <laughs> Ticks don't care. <laughs> Ticks don't they care. Have an excellent sense of smell. Okay. They just, they're just out for that blood. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll have some goblin had blood ticks for a anyway. minute. Yeah, like, sure. I'm good with it. <laughs> right. That's an interesting thought. Um, let's try... Uh, well, first off, you'd have to find them. Mm-hmm. Do you know where to find them? No. Okay. My, only, my only hint would be to wait at the cave until they come at night to... 
okay. bring whatever they've stolen. But they're going to hit the town first, so you might as well hang out in town first. Okay. So where, let's pick a spot where you guys think you want to hang out. Is it uh, main area, uh, richer people? So nobody's rich here, but the richest person in town is still the richest person in town. Yeah. Um, so hang out around there. Other houses where you think things haven't been stolen yet? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what are your thoughts of where you want to be when the should, next yeah. thing happens? We should pick a few of those spots, and then maybe Trillium could talk to some of her bird friends, and they could we could have a broader lookout, maybe, if we got That's 10 or 12 little birds keeping an eye on birds, yeah. the dark parts of town. Birds are the way to go. And they could put yeah. up a call or a signal if they see something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe. It's a good thing in Breton. All right. See, this is why I let you handle me when I'm a horse. Like, <laughs> 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 we're nature lovers. <laughs> they get each other. Chris almost choked on it. This is why I let you handle me when I'm a horse. <laughs> well, you know, somebody has to do it. <laughs> well, it has to happen. Got to rein her in sometimes. Uh, no, but that, I, that sounds like a good idea, right? We can have a bunch. Of, we can have a bird like a watch. Yeah, bird watch. Use crows or ravens. Bird watching. <laughs> we can spend the night bird watching. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and then we should keep someone at the sheriff's office just because there's a huge stockpile of gold there. And if somehow uh, they figure that the out. The sheriff's there. He is. I mean, he lives Actually, that's there. A, that's a good point. He, good. he lives there, but he also sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's a lazy sheriff. And then like, uh, yeah. like uh, Uriel said, probably in the, you know, let's go towards the better part of town. That's where I'm hanging out. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things. Almost every sheriff or every law enforcement person you run into is going to be deficient in some way. Otherwise, there would be no need for you guys. Right. If they could say, just take care of everything the themselves. So yeah. relaxed about because this. Because he's in on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we told him. Like, you just gave him everything. He didn't have to go pick it up himself. Awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. In my worlds, at least, and most of the games you play, it's um, are pre-written adventures. They they lack something, which is why the whole reason the adventurers are there to pick up the plot hook and run with it. Right. Um, there, there's hardly I don't know of any adventure I played where every law enforcement officer is competent. They, there's something wrong that they can't fix, so you're in town to help them fix it. But that doesn't mean he isn't in on it, and that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to do his job. He's just not doing it well right now and uh, looking for some help. <laughs> so I think maybe I'll stay around the uh, sheriff's okay. uh, building and it's an keep watch home, when he goes to, office. to sleep. Sure. That sounds reasonable. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Sorry. As an aside, I just saw the whole command. Command? Oh, where I get to pet. add all yes. of my pets' bonuses to my bonuses when I do things. Yeah, as long as you can word it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, that was the other part of the ranger where I was saying if you get a good grasp on your animal companion, it helps the game. But there are things like, well, I'm going to shoot that guy 50 yards away with a bow and arrow, and because my wolf has ferocity, I'm going to get a plus one to my attack. How, how, explain right, right, right. how your wolf next to you gives you advantage right. or, or a bonus uh, somebody 50 yards away. Yep. If you figure that out, though, that's great. But he runs up and bites him at 50 yards. Yeah, right. But anyway, that's that's the stuff to keep an eye on, how how you manipulate that animal companion so that it does serve those numerical purposes. Cool. All right, we're going to just skip right ahead to a little bit later in the night. And uh, where is Uriel? I'm hanging out in the rich, the rich part of town. In the rich part of town. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
let's say it, it's past midnight, and um, you hear a noise, uh, a, a really like a soft, clicky kind of noise coming from a house right near where you are. And you see out of the corner of your eye a small shape just kind of flee into the shadows. How small? Like child small or bigger than um, that? Yeah, let's call it child slash small adult slash halfling slash dwarf something. Okay. Something that was clearly um, not a young child, at least an experienced mover. <laughs> okay. So probably at least teenage if it's a child. All right, I will quietly make my way over to where I last saw that person. Okay. So right outside the uh, the back window to this house, you can see a couple of uh, call it, you know small footprints, size seven, eight shoe maybe. Follow them size five. Yeah, uh, in the um, in the soft dirt right outside the door, and as it moves towards the harder ground, the footprints just kind of vanish. They're, well, they're not good footprints. All right, I'll move up to the uh, building. Okay. The um, that window is open, probably about a foot. I'll peer inside. Take a look around. Uh, there's. It looks like there's a couple people sleeping in a bed right inside that window. But no one else to be seen? No. I'll do like a walk around the house to see if there's any other open doorways or windows or anything. Um, the As you walk around the house, you see no other openings, um, <coughs> uh, windows or doors. Nothing else is open in the house. So I'm thinking this person went into this building, but I'm, I can't be sure. You may have seen him leaving or entering. It was just a glimpse of something small moving away or out of your line of sight. So they were go- going away from this house? Uh, they could have been leaving it, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Which way did the footprints go? Away from? Oh, uh, Call it to, towards the outside of town. So this house is within you know a few hundred feet from the edge of the official town. And the footprints are headed in that direction. All right, I'll try to go as fast as I can. Okay. Keep track of the footprints. Where is, uh, what's his his face there? Breton. Breton? Might he be in a similar area? Sure. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, I probably would have tried to get up on like a rooftop for watching. Okay. But I I would probably be fairly close to where he's at. Okay. So the only one who probably wouldn't see the, uh, this going on at this point would be Lenore, because you'd be closer towards the, the road yeah. where the sheriff is. <clears throat> and then the birds, um, a couple of little birds come over to um, Trillium and, and, you know, chirp, 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 which is uh, the, the, that guy, the, the red guy is chasing something. Okay. That's what the they tell guy. you, the red guy. <laughs> because that's how birds Red talk. guy run, red guy run. They're kind of bird-brained, as it were. Red run. Birds are very resourceful. Red run. They're very smart. Um, So the both uh, Trillium and Breton, you can see uh, uh, Uriel pretty much as he gets just out of the the little bit of light that's there towards the shadows, and he's he's clearly chasing something. Um, Call it towards the north side of town, leaving town. And you're welcome to pursue if you like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys, you all want to just follow up? All right. Um, you're able to track if you want from here. The, you, you'll be better at it joining in. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, in the meantime, he's going in the direction he thinks is right. If you can get in there yeah. and help him get into the right direction. Because we get to the forest, it's going to be rough. Yeah. So would that be hunt and track for yep. me? Yep. yep. Awesome. 
Uh, so I roll plus whiz. Is that correct? Plus whiz. Plus yeah. whiz. Add your whiz. Oh, I did not roll so hot. I rolled mm-hmm. five on the dice, and my wisdom is plus one. <gasps> That's oh, a fail. fail. That is a fail. So mark an experience. Oh, <laughs> This yes. is our first time in Dungeon World. You get experience anytime you roll a failure. So the more you fail, the more you level up. Yes. The more you fail, the better your chances of not <laughs> failing later. But in the meantime... Like real life. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, what happens is, um, as Breton gets down there and uh, starts looking at the tracks that go in, um, unfortunately, I think he picked the wrong track, and you start to go off in one direction, and you hear some grunts and shouts over to the other side, and um, the next thing that happens is arrows fly to where the three of you are hanging out. So... There was a warning sent up, and then some shouting, and arrows are shot at you. Do you wish to try and avoid these arrows? Yes. So this is a danger immediately approaching you. Uh, You hear the whistling arrows and, and, you know, the the fletching flying through the air, and you turn just in time to see them approaching you. So How is do you it react? like a defy danger with dexterity? What do you yep. do? Well, what do you do when an arrow's flying at you? If I can see it, I'm going to dive yes, and roll out of the way. You're going to see it at the last moment. <laughs> Trying to take cover. Because you hear a noise first, you turn, and you hear the arrows flying right. through the air. Actually, I probably wouldn't dive. I would probably, I've, you know, I've got my cape. Okay. So I'm probably, my natural reaction would probably be to grab my cape and try to cover like that. Make a, kind of a wall. That's an interesting thought. What would you call that? Out of the stats we have, I'm thinking the first was like constitution, but. Because you're, you're going to let the arrow hit you, but not necessarily you. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if it no. hits my cape that's a foot away from me. So what uh, would you, what would you Or even using the cape to s- swipe it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I well, will, if you're aiming at the arrow, that sounds dexterous. Yeah, I mean, I think dexterity is the closest. Okay. So. so you go ahead and defy that arrow with some dexterity. See if you can. Six plus two is eight. Okay. So you're able to, um, to stop the arrow from hitting you, but it does tear a big piece of your cape cloak thing and that might cause some problems for you if you like start running and it gets under your feet or something okay that's definitely ripped up better than taking an arrow what do you two want to do with the arrows coming at you i'm just running for cover so i guess i'm getting out of the way that would sound like a dexterity as well 11 11 yeah you run successfully (laughs) away from the arrows you dodge the arrows okay what i want to do I want to turn into a hawk and find out where these arrows are coming from. How do you avoid getting hit by the one that's flying at you? I am running. Okay. I'm running and eventually going to. So making yourself smaller, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, Like I I want to. So let's avoid that arrow first if we can. And that sounds like a dexterity. So you'll defy this danger using your dexterity. Okay. So what do I need? You need to roll the two dice. And then if you look at the basic move sheet, there's a defy danger move. And so using dexterity. Yep. Where is that at? You're just getting out of the way. That's the dexterity. So you have plus two in dexterity. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Although that isn't a good number. (laughs) So you're going to get hit by the arrow. You get an experience. Yes. So roll, uh, not roll, mark one experience on your character sheet. Where do I... Um, and you will roll a d6, and that is how much damage you will take from this arrow. One. One. So you have, one, o- you have armor? one armor, though, so you don't take anything. Nice. Nice. Right. Um, Leather's high. Arrows will be piercing one, though, so uh, you go through. 
You will take one damage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where do I? So your hit points. Yeah. So you have a hit point number. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what is your your maximum? Eight. My maximum is fifteen. So it'll go to fourteen then. Right. So it'll just, so just reduce by 14. one for now. Right. A small hit, and okay. um, oh, hit just put a scratch. Constitution not con. Yeah, and yes. you are muted, Kurt. But yes, hit points are constitution not con. It's so, one of the few places where a distinction is made on the character sheet. It tells you to add plus the word constitution instead of the abbreviations. Oh, wait, no, I had it. My constitution is actually that bad. Okay. <laughs> it's my lowest one. <laughs> I was um, like, how does she have 15 hit points? Because she doesn't suck I have much. 21. Yeah. What? She's Man, sturdy. I thought I was stuffed with a 20. So where am I hit? How am I hit? Um, at this point, as you're running, um, the arrow just nicks the back of your calf as you're running. And it hurts a little bit. Okay. Like a bee sting, so probably. 16. It'll probably okay. bleed a little bit, but it's not horrible. And you're going to try and change into a bird now? Yes. Go for that, because that's your shapeshifter move. Let's see how that works out. That looks Seven. better. Wait, am I adding any t- anything yep. to this? Whatever the move says to add. It should be wisdom, but it's always right, okay. good to, to check with the move itself. So nine. Okay. I think that gives you two holds. That does give me two holds. All right. So okay. you immediately do your leap into a bird move. Yes. And you're now up in the air. Um, I want to specify that I'm a hawk. Okay. Um, and I want to find out where these arrows are coming from. Okay, as soon as you've done that, um, we'll use one hold to use your hawk vision to immediately determine that it looks like probably the same band of hobgoblins, four of them, um, just <coughs> off like 50 feet to that side, and a small figure cloaked in shadows that you can't quite make out. But okay. the, the four hobgoblins are standing there with bows, and they just shot these arrows. I'd like to just perch into uh, the tree. Okay. And I'd like to stay perched, but then turn back into my human form in the so tree. You want to hang out in the tree yes. as a human? Okay. Yes. What um, is uh, So, yes, and let's find out what, what, what's Breton up to at this point. Breton is <laughs> trying to figure out if the branch is going to break under her that she's well, sitting on. It's going to be happening while this is going on. So, yeah, it could happen. Right. So, um, she's probably smart enough to land on a strong branch. Yes. Right. So, I say I'm probably. Uh, you know, I'm grab the uh, arrow out of my cape, which yeah. is ripped, and I'm also trying to discern where they are because she's seen them, but I haven't. Yeah. So, well, you I'm, know which direction they came from. I know which direction I got yeah. shot at. So, I'm going to basically kind of full speed keep running. Arrows are coming here. I'm kind of running around the side, you know, quickly up over mm-hmm. roots and trees and what rocks and trying to get around. What's that? What about cloud? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, i got to start thinking about my animal. Yeah, because that's a benefit, as well as a detriment when I kill it. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so I would, I <laughs> guess. I mean, if. I would I say when? command cloud to flank them from the other side. So oh. arrows are coming this way. I'm trying to skid around this way, and I'm trying to send her around okay. on this side. So we both come in from the sides. And what is... Um, uh, Uriel doing. I'm going to see if I can create a weapon of flame and charge in straight down the middle since everybody else is coming around the flanks. Okay. Let's see what happens <coughs> with the weapon of flame. What is that move, by the way? It's called Burning Brand. Okay. Let's see if I can pull it off. Oh! oh I'm seeing low numbers. Yeah, it's not gonna, Who I, didn't get experience yet? I think it's just Lenore. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So Chris rolled a fail. Yeah. Total of five. Total of five is a failure. Does it tell you specifically what happens on a failure? No. Okay. It doesn't happen. So there are some moves in the game that tell you what happens on a failure. Everything that does not tell you what happens on a failure is what I determine happens on a failure. Um, in this case, you're right outside the town where the 
grass is growing a little high, <clears throat> and when you try to uh, summon your, your flaming weapons, you set the grass around you on fire. <laughs> so there's a small brush fire where you are right now. Actually, that, that works out for me. Is that going to raise any kind of alarm? doesn't matter. Well, I, at this point, I, could help. Um, I could do something with this. This is a thing that actually lets Lenore know there's something going on not too far away outside of town. Because Start hearing a bell spo- ring. Well, spontaneous fires in the middle yeah. of the night don't happen very often. <coughs> so um, the fire that just started outside of town. So I can uh, see it? Town. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's again. It's a relatively open town. You, when you just look to the north from where you are, <laughs> see a fiery glow. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a fire that's just started over there. Oh Lord, there's a fire. So, I guess I'll let the sheriff know that yeah. I'm heading out. Okay. And I'll wake him up because he's he's had a few hours of rest. I'll wake him up. He has. I'll head towards where I see the flames. <laughs> Run towards the good, fire. Pretty good chance the emulator's there. <laughs> there is. There's a really good chance. The fire and the brush right outside of yeah. town. Yeah. So I'll um, head that way. Okay, Breton, you've, you've flanked. Um, you can now, as you've gotten closer, you can see that it looks like the same group of hobgoblins. Right. That were at the cave. Um, but you just see them. You just see the four hobgoblins. Right. So I'm much more interested in knowing who the little guy is. But so, you don't see the little guy. Right. But I'm not worried about if I have to kill the hobgoblins. Okay. Because I strongly sense that they are not running the show here. Okay. So um, at this point, I've got Cloud coming around on one side. I'm coming around on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to – I have a strong bond of loyalty with my animal companions who are, like, on the same wavelength. And so In we're June. going to try to time so that we attack essentially – excuse me, at the same time on one of the hobgoblins. Okay. So I'll be coming in from one side and behind, and she'll be coming in on the front from the other side. Also, I'm perched in that tree. You are there in the and tree. And I have my – And you can see what's going on. I've got my bow and arrow. You have your bow and arrow. So I want to take a shot. Okay. I want to take a shot at these hobgoblins because I'm sick and tired of them coming up in my woods. Being all hobgobliny. <laughs> and Smelling. stashing stuff yeah. in my cave. Stinking up the place. Oh. Stinking up the place. <laughs> I want them out. I'm angry. Yeah, hobgoblins aren't in good. This. They're not good. Yeah. So I want to fire some shots. What is your attack um, for Breton? Is, are you just going in with a sword or are you using a bow and arrow? What is your attack? Well, so in this one I would be coming uh, with my short sword. Okay. And I think because I think this would be a coordinated attack on the same target, yep. I can add my animal's ferocity to my damage. Mm-hmm. Its ferocity is plus one. Yes. You just need to hit. Okay. So, so this roll, becomes roll a basic move of hack and slash. Hack and slash. Because you are using your sword. Strength right? if it's with sword? I believe hack and slash is strength. Okay. Unless you're using a finesse. I think it's finesse. No, it's not finesse. What is it called? I can't remember. I asked because I have plus two to dex and plus zero to strength. There's a number or there's a thing in, in this game and I, I have it over here I was looking at but um y- if you have what are the tags on your weapon mm-hmm. are there any tags on your weapon let me do that close for okay. short sword and near far for hunter's okay. bow um so we may look at at different in a uh, difference in weapons for you but for now we're going to do that with strength okay because that's your default. Yeah, so mechanic-wise, I should probably be using my bow, but it seems to make sense for this first attack to try to come in melee. Yep. Get a, I'm going to try to come in, swing for its neck, with a, and then have a cloud attack you know, viciously. Okay. For the I, and I found it. The, the tag in Dungeon World is called Precise, okay. and that's where you use dexterity on a hack and slash. I do not have that. Okay. All right, here we go. Come on, baby. Okay, Pookie. Uh, seven... Plus zero, plus one for my animal, so eight. That's eight. And on a hack and slash, what happens on an eight? 
Das ist eine gute Frage. I don't know. Do your damage? <laughs> You're going to do what with a frog? I said, that's a good question. You deal your damage to the enemy, and the enemy makes an attack against you. Ta-da! So what's your damage? Oh, so I roll a d8. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hang on. <gasps> add frosty damage. I had the plus one to damage, so it's seven, but it's still... Still the same result. Okay. Yep. <coughs> oh, I rolled an eight. You rolled an plus eight? Plus one. Okay. Nine, nine damage. That's a lot of damage. <coughs> um, he's able to take the uh, his bow and, and jam it towards your face. Uh, so let's see if you get hit. You have a danger to defy here. Uh, defy danger? How are you doing Seven, oh. with, a, with, a, with a bow coming at your face? He's just kind of trying to stab you in the face with the bow. Or hit you in the face. I guess it's not really stab. I mean, my guy generally is more dexterous and yeah. strong, so he's going to kind of make a... Okay. So he's trying to duck out of the <laughs> yeah. way, move out of the way. And he rolled yeah. a seven, and I guess plus two for dex for nine. Nine, okay. So you will. I will do this as a half damage thing, because that's a partial hit. Okay. Um, so roll a d6, and take half of that. Four. Four. Would be two, yeah. Yeah. and do I get any armor? Not unless you're wearing some on your face. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so I take two damage. All right. To the face. To the face. Oh, oh my pretty face. And then um, <laughs> your short sword just cleaves into him. How? How is it you end his hobgobliny life? Uh, so I was coming, trying to get him across yeah. the throat. So okay. it'd be a very fast, just slash straight okay. across his throat. So he gets that bow up just in time to hit you as you're slicing across his neck. And his uh, icky green blood spews out onto your sword and you, and uh, he falls over gurgly. Awesome. Thanks for And then just as a last thing, like I'm not the kind of character who's going to stand there and want to go toe-to-toe with three other hobgoblins. Yep. So this is a slash, and I'm going to keep kind of roll and keep running to get away now. Okay. With the idea being, if I can attack again after these guys, I'm going to use my bow probably. And okay. I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you guys to help out because um, I got some twitchy fingers. And you'll be there to twitch momentarily. <coughs> Let's see what happens with the arrow that um, Trillium shoots into the crowd. Yeah. So I'm I'm perched up in my tree, yeah. human form, and I'm ready to kick some ass. So this is going to be a, a this is going to be a volley um, okay. from the basic move sheet because you're using a ranged weapon. Sticks. Right. Yeah. Nice. Ten. A ten, and that's good because that means you get to get to deal your damage without any downsides. Your shot. That's it. So right. what is the damage that you do? It's your damage die on your character sheet. Um, six. D6. Yep. So go ahead and roll a D6. Two. Okay. So what does that mean? So that means you hit him. Where, where would this arrow hit him? Where were you aiming for? Were you aiming? Does it matter? Oh, I was aiming for the questions. throat. Okay. So because it's not enough to kill him, it hits right below his throat, right um, or like in, in his back, right below the neck. Okay. Let's go there. All right. <laughs> so um, the arrow hits him. Um, he kind of yells like a hobgoblin yells, however that noise sounds. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, what are you doing standing in the fire? What's up with that? Well, I looked down disappointed. I got this fire around me. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I start spinning my hands around each other and try to make a pillar of flame out of the fire using my... Uh, Zuko style, bend flame to my Zuko will style. to get a pillar of flame to go over to the hob uh, hit a hobgoblin. Well, let's try that. What does that do? <clears throat> well, if I can get the plus ten, I could actually does whatever I it want. It does what you want. Um, if I can do, uh, if I do seven to nine, the effect is short lived, lasting only for a moment. But if I can get the ten, I could keep that pillar going and just okay. move it around. <clears throat> what you get? Ooh, All right, oh. that is a twelve. I'd say twelve would do it. 
So there are three hobgoblins there that are still... Well, I'm assuming I can only hit one, though, but I can keep the fire oh, yeah. going. I don't see why not. All right, it's a pillar so of flame on top of a guy. Yep. It has four points of damage. Okay. So the one with the uh, arrow that just hit him in the back... Gets rushed. The, the fl- yeah, the flame <laughs> just kind of comes down and, and encompasses yes. him. Uh, and he's, he's uh, burning momentarily before <laughs> flopping over, uh, which is about the time that Lenore arrives. As yeah, and that gives me a good shot up. of where they are. Yeah. So. You can see the other... <laughs> I laced the target. He did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right there. Um, yeah, the I'm going to break out my magic missile. Oops. Okay. And target one of the hobgoblins. So, magic missile, I believe, you just have to cast the spell, it just hits. But you do have to roll to cast a spell. Right, that's what I was doing. Okay, just want to make sure you know. A different game, you have to roll to hit, um, but not with a magic missile. In this game, you, you still have to roll to cast the spell. Right. Go. It's spinning, it it's happen. spinning. <laughs> that's it good. Happen. It'll be nine on the dice plus two for wisdom. That 11. sounds right. 11 is a very good success. So that is a magic e magic missile, and it is a bright blue ball of sparky energy. Bright blue ball of sparky energy. And 2d4 damage. And the hobgoblin says, that's a really bright blue ball of sparky energy. You gonna hit me with it? Well, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> We're gonna see how hard. <laughs> Six. That's, okay. That's pretty solid. What does it look like when it explodes in the target? Like uh, on a target. Or does it explode? I said explode. It looks like he gets fried by lightning. Like just the ah, whole what you okay. think of electricity zapping somebody. So and then he kind of falls over smoldering. We got a sword to the neck, a column of fire, an arrow the the arrow and the um electric ball of energy. Um so there's one one hobgoblin left, and you are the closest, Breton. Are we able to see this dark figure now that there's some more light over there? No. Okay. We better uh, not kill this last one. We better interrogate at, him. At this point, the <laughs> only one who saw the figure yes, after you right. saw at the house was... Um, uh, Trillium. Trillium, yeah. yes. The, the Hawkeyes hawk were able to see that figure. Um, so I'm going to realize so that th- this right is the last now, one. Right now, nobody else has saw the figure here until she says something. Technically, you guys don't know. How big is the hobgoblin? About your size. Average human size. I'm going to command. But they're, you know, stockier, bigger. Uh, uh, what's a better way to put it? They're, they're bigger sideways, not bigger height. <laughs> so they look like. All right, so, yeah. so Cloud has. The, <laughs> this is a hobgoblin. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Cloud's <laughs> strength is intimidating. Yeah. And she has hunt and fight monsters as the two things I selected for okay. her trainings. So I'm going to sit Cloud on the last one, but not to kill. Okay. To you know, essentially pounce on it and look terrifying with the goal that we can okay. inter- tie him up, interrogate him, do what we want, and see if we can at least learn what, who this other small creature okay. was. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And um, you know, for the sake of making it happen, we'll say that happens. Um, so the, the others, as you could be walking closer while the... Well, Cloud the Wolf, she jump, jumps onto the, uh, or into maybe tackle the last hobgoblin down to the ground, you know, with the bared fangs, uh, maybe even clamp on the throat a little without squeezing kind of thing. Very intimidating. Um, right yeah, up on the chest. Of, exactly. Pinning them down. Big in, in, intimidating wolf. Um, and it's a very stark contrast. You've got the blue electricity still sparking on one dead hobgoblin. 
Um, so with that blue electricity sparking on one and, and the fire still burning another, you've got the, the light flashing in the, the wolf's eyes and the, you know, the gleaming teeth over the hubgoblin's mouth or, or the throat. throat. And um, so all of you are there. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, one thing that was mentioned, uh, Kelly, while you'd stepped out for a moment, your character, Trillium, was the only one to see the small figure there. And you don't see that small figure there anymore. So the hobgoblins, there were four hobgoblins, three of which are now dead. One is now pinned down by Cloud the Wolf. And that other small figure you saw when you first were in, uh, in hawk form, cloaked. you didn't see it anymore. The, clo- the one cloaked in shadows, yeah. Okay. So that figure isn't there right now as we get further into this. Um, so, right, so we've got a hobgoblin we can interrogate. We can try to track if we can see if we can see this other one. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, you want to question first. Yeah, let's see what you can tell us. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought I saw somebody small, dark figure. You definitely saw something. But I couldn't yes. make it out. Right. And it wasn't the hobgoblin. confirms my suspicions that there's somebody else you know, with these people. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll put the fire out, by the way. So oh, okay. That's really good. So I think I, w- <laughs> I, I think I would keep um, Cloud on his chest yeah. and say, but, but ask her or command her to get her, his, her teeth off of his throat. Yeah. Um, which she may or may not do since she's stubborn. Um, but, and then, um, you know, I don't know. I guess I would be the one who asked it, you know, um, where where his boss was. <coughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, sh- the short guy, the small figure, we saw him or her. Where is, where is it? Uh, he, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Does he have uh, any, like a weapon, like a sword or a yes. helmet? I'll take he has a uh, short sword and, and the bow that he was using. I'll take the short sword and just... Uh, I, I can still use my handcraft ability to unmake the item, so I'll just like have it melt in my hands. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. I'll do this to you if you don't talk. Uh, uh, he went over somewhere else. He ran away. <laughs> and I will... Like, um, that way. And he kind of tries to indicate without breaking the skin on his neck against the wolf's canines. Can I use guidance to figure out which direction that figure went? Tell me what guidance is and we'll figure it out. The symbol of your deity appears before you and gestures towards the direction or course of action that your deity would have you take and then disappears. The message is limited to gesture only. Communication is severely limited. I like it. Cast that spell. What does it look like when you cast that spell? Um, Well, I hold my new symbol that uh uriel made and um, warm. yeah flip out the little the tiny little dagger in it and okay. make a, a little z on my arm okay. she's a freak that's so different because in my mind it was like wiley e. coyote with the finger that comes up and then points this way <laughs> so we'll find out like, yeah. and then her hand maybe and uh i guess maybe whichever direction i need to go the the blood will roll that way like oh that man idea. that's awesome that's, yeah. that's cool. eerie but just awesome. i'll just yeah. hold my arm out and it'll just go that way that's maybe out. that's freaky Seven? like the daughter of a pastor nine nine freaky like the daughter of a pastor <laughs> and they're freaky um okay so first pick your seven to nine result from casting a spell this is another one where it might be easy for you to just say you forget it, but... Yeah, I think you, I'll forget it. I mean, it. depending on how it works out for you, you might want that spell back. Who knows? 
But um, you figure your, your negative out first. Uh, do you want to do that? Yeah, I'll forget it. All right. <laughs> um, so the um, when you make the cut, when you cast Guidance, the way that um, Zoraika treats this is it pulls into um, a circle about the size of a nickel, mm-hmm. and then it forms into an arrow, and it pulls your arm towards the northeast. So that direction. All right. Figure went that way. And it's the opposite of what the hobgoblin was indicating. Should we um, just end the hobgoblin and head that way? I'm going to um, tell Cloud to buckle down and then tell him last chance. Who was it? Who, who was he and where's he going? Last chance. Because we know he's lying now. Right. And then, tell, and then have um, Cloud kind of tighten. tighten um, the hobgoblin spits into the wolf's face. Oh! <gasps> Oh, he did not. Oh. Whoever this, whoever this dark figure has got some loyalty on his hog, or they're frightened of him. Something. It's, th- those are almost synonymous when it comes <laughs> to goblins and hobgoblins. <laughs> loyalty and fear. Yeah. Anyone mind if uh, I let Cloud have some you know dinner what? here? Because of the way you've described your wolf so far, as soon as the spit hits, she clamps, mm. and that'll finish him off. Wasn't saves your choice. me. Saves me with the <laughs> yeah. command. There you go. <laughs> Um, and then uh, she spits out the blood. Yeah. Back Apparently in his the face. blood isn't that nice either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So perhaps some Back tracking to the northeast. Yeah, sounds like we should do hunt and track. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if this figure is leaving a trail of clues. If it's yeah. corpor- corporeal or not. You know, it will determine that your role. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So because the the reality of the situation is determined by the result of your role. Okay. Because if you roll and you successfully track, then that means there was something for you to track. That's Although I did see footprints in town. You should did. I heal you? Took <clears throat> uh, some damage. I took two points. Yeah. I mean, and Trillian took wait. one point. Yeah, let's wait. Yeah, I might wait. wait. It okay. doesn't hurt okay. that okay bad yet. I'm still perched in the tree. Yeah, unless you got down. You're, but you're right nearby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you were close enough that you were shooting an arrow into the dark and seeing what you were hitting. <clears throat> okay. And you're welcome to just jump down and join the party. As an aside on Dungeon Point hit, Dungeon World hit points, I don't think I've ever died in Dungeon World. It takes yeah. a lot, it seems like. You got pretty close when you were experimenting being a druid. Yeah. It's been a long time. I could um, Controlling the elements, if you remember that. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Falling into the earth. Oh, I take it all back. Uh, I almost died yeah. several times. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I remember. I was just in yes. a gust of wind and kill my, um, what no, was you, it, your no, minstrel that was along with you. Yep. Yeah. I almost killed her. I think that was Shadrach. That was totally. Yeah. All right. So I rolled a uh, hard eight on the dice plus one. Hang on. Plus one, I think. Yep, plus one wisdom for nine. Now, does your animal companion help you at all with wisdom based on what you're Why, doing? Why, absolutely. It says, yeah. when I work with my animal companion on something it's trained in... Oh, Any tracking? I have, I have hunting. hunting. I would uh, say that yeah. you're on the hunt right yeah. now. Yeah, I do you? not have scout, but I definitely have hunt. I'm on hunt it, track. Even if you aren't, Cloud is probably on the hunt right now. And then, so then I get to add its cunning to my roll, which is plus two, so I will be at 11. Okay. Ooh. Which is a good roll. Man, i got to remember this command. I'm going to put a big star next to it. And that's why I want to keep reminding you, because I want you to take advantage of the animal companion. Yeah, I would use that for that's everything. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you nice. just have to I'm going to hunt down how. some food in this, this inn. In this case, it's, for me, it's kind of obvious. If you're using a wolf to help you track somebody, right. I mean, any kind of dog, to help you track somebody who just ran away from a scene, that's a natural thing. Right. I mean, if, right. if it smells, right. it's, it's on it. 
Now, if you had um, a different kind of animal that might not have that same characteristic, it might not be so easy to chase it. But right. anyway, and if this is a that. geist, then it may not be able to yeah. smell it, but it's at least going to try. So, yeah. um, so what you notice is uh, there are tracks, and there are clear tracks of um, something that has relatively small feet, a little bigger than your fist. Um, I don't know. I said it's like size seven or something before. Not very large feet, and um, uh, you're able to track it into the woods. And it just continues in that direction for a while. Like, you can chase it for minutes. Um, and then it just kind of veers sharply towards the direction of where the cave was. Or is. The cave's still in the same place. Okay, since I had the 10 plus, um, so on a 7 plus, I follow the creature's trail until there is a significant change in yep. its direction or mode of travel. On a 10 plus, I also get to choose one of the following two. Go ahead. Either determine what caused the trail to end, or gain a useful bit of information about my query, yeah. uh, and the GM will tell me what. So I would yeah. like to gain a useful piece of information about this. Um, the tracks that are being left behind are deeper than they should be for the size of creature that you think it is. So it's heavier than it should be. It's very dense. Very dense. Possibly a dwarf. Could be. <clears throat> or something unnatural. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's definitely not um, uh, ghostly if it's heavier. Right. But and you said you s- we saw it swerve towards the cave? Yeah, it's like it went in one direction for, again, minutes at a fast pace and then turned sharply and you immediately recognize that was dir- the direction towards the cave and you're not that far from the cave now. Okay. Um. All right, so... And I could continue to track it that way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Your your tracking didn't stop because it changed direction. Okay. Mainly because of your whole ten plus piece. Um, everyone else is going along, I presume, just following yep. the tracker. Yep. Okay. I mean, the uh, yeah, just to see where the sun. Just up. keep going and follow a- it. As you get closer to where the cave is, you notice the smell of hobgoblin, as as you should know now, uh, that nasty. Decaying food, rotting, nastiness smell. It's getting stronger as you get towards the cave. That smell wasn't outside of the cave last time you guys were there. Although we did leave it open. It might be more hobgoblins. That's true. Yeah, it could be. So again, as you are up there at the point, making sure you're tracking properly, you're you're noticing these things, as is Cloud, and communicating with each other. Uh, There's definitely something different uh, not too far up ahead. Right. Where is Trillium at right now? Following along, I'm, in some I'm with way. you. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. together. I'm, so I'm with Breton. Uh, well, everyone's together. together. He's just up front, following okay. the trail, and everyone's keeping up with him and his uh, wolf. So I don't know these two as well as I know mm-hmm. Trillium, although we're not best friends by any stretch. But being a ranger, I'm going to end up signaling without talking a lot more, yeah. and I'm going to be up at the point, so y'all will start to kind of know. But you'll already know more of my signals, so I'll kind of signal the smell. You know, because I'm up a front, so some something yeah. indicating smell and a number that maybe there's more. So I'm trying to indicate to you maybe there's more hobgoblins. Can you <coughs> smell them? And then presumably you guys are behind me, and you can relate that to them. And that's what I'm yeah. at least trying to do. And eventually, my hope is, as, as if we say as a party, yeah. I'll be able to signal these things to you guys, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Without and, and within a few moments more, um, if it wasn't obvious what he was signaling, you start Just to get that smell. Smell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So everybody at some point went into the cave. It's the smell from the cave. However, but it's having been in, the, in cave. the cave, you know the smell didn't come out of the cave. The smell was being drawn through the cave to the opposite side, so it shouldn't smell on this side. So the clear indication there's something on this side that stinks that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. All right. And it stinks like the things you just burned and electrocuted and shot and, you know, had your wolf pounce on. Right. So I mean, I'm going to signal kind of for caution and just slow down because we don't know okay. what's up there yet. Right. <laughs> so. Um, so as you signal for caution, um, I would like to uh, shapeshift into a wolf so that I can kind of team up with Cloud and have a heightened sense of smell and mm-hmm. uh, possibly, if we need to, once we go in there, I could team up with Wolf, with uh, Cloud and, mm-hmm. you know. It'd be cool if you uh, have, like, a pack turned into a white wolf so it could be kind of a distraction, too. That would be neat. Okay. That works, yeah. I'm just thinking of it from a tactical perspective. If there's two white wolves, it could be distracting rather than one white and one black or whatever right okay so i'm gonna roll for shape-shifting shape-shifting yeah if that's cool with everyone (laughs) i don't think they get a choice they can't do it oh all right (laughs) do whatever you want (laughs) it's all you just like nobody got to pick if uriel started a brush fire or not (laughs) (laughs) did we ever put that up by the way (laughs) he did he said he's putting it up all right so i got 11 um so that's three 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 holds for the feathered white wolf the feathered white wolf, yeah. Where are the feathers on the wolf? Um, so the feathers on the wolf are going to be coming down from the back of the ears, um, and they're going to be kind of gray and white. Cool. All right. Um, but they're there. They are me. And who else wants to do what for preparation here? See if I can actually if conjure a weapon this time. Okay. Now, can I just say one thing nope. before we keep going? Um when I'm in wolf form, am I able to still talk to Cloud? That's what I asked you before. How would you talk when you're in the form of an animal? As a horse, you said you just made horse noises. Mm-hmm. So if you're a wolf, you would make wolf noises. So, yeah, it makes sense that you would be okay, able to talk so with a wolf. But as a wolf, you might not be able to talk with a squirrel. Uh, right. Okay, so, so am I able to communicate to Cloud yeah. being that I'm so. also a wolf? Yep. Okay. That makes sense to me. Now, would that make it easier for Cloud to listen if I'm speaking to him? I don't think it'll make any difference because okay. you speak fluently wolf whether you're a human or a wolf. Okay. Yeah. All right. It might, you might have less of a human accent when you're a wolf. Okay. <laughs> right? You're a native wolf now instead of wolf as a second language. Okay. All right. <laughs> if gotcha. you want to look at it that way, it's easier to make the right sounds with all the right larynx and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But all the she words actually are still the talks same. to them, whereas mine says I don't talk to them per se, but they always do what I want. You always know. Yeah. <laughs> well, not always. Cloud is stubborn, right? <laughs> that, well, that's true. Is that's it true. they always know what you want, or is it do what you it want? It says, um, but it always acts as you wish it to. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> but its weakness. Until it's stubborn. <clears throat> Choose as many weaknesses as it has instincts. So it could be like flighty, savage, slow, broken, <coughs> frightening, forgetful, stubborn, or lame. And mine is stubborn. <laughs> I'd like to have a, um, forgetful, <laughs> stubborn, and flighty. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it would just be like... Sick like, chopper. What? Constant <laughs> distraction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, butterfly. <laughs> yeah. 
So what do we got for uh, weapons this time? See Chris? if I can what pull it off. To, what, what is the weapon you're trying to conjure? I'm trying to you do, do like just a, for anything. Yeah, it can yeah. be any weapon. Bro, I will try to do a flaming sword. A flaming sword. Always a good choice. Zoom. Yes. 12. Nice. All right. There you go. I think the rule is I, I have to not see the dice. Because when you roll <laughs> them up, I could see them. It was a three and a one. Stop looking. Yeah. I'm not going to look anymore. All right. So you got it. Now, what happens on a success with that? On a 10 plus, choose two of the following tags. On a seven and nine, choose one. So I'm going to, uh, for me, it'll be hand weapon, and then yeah. I will use plus one damage. Okay. So you have a flaming sword plus one. Nice. Well, I guess it'll be, f- so, well, okay. The weapon always begins with the fiery retainer and three use tags. Yeah. So I'll still, yeah, just hand and plus one damage. So yeah. Okay. So I'm not ta- I'm not throwing this around or anything. Okay. But it doesn't have the, well, I guess it automatically has the dangerous tag. So I'm not. Yes. Gonna, I will not be able to remove that. Yes. So it, it has a dangerous flaming sword. So like the flaming part is kind of out of your control for the most part. Yeah. If it hits something, it could start it on fire. Yeah. That's how I see dangerous. Yeah. Um, but that happened already. So yeah. So what are you gonna do? Um. And what is uh, Lenore doing, if anything, to to be prepared for what's about oh, that's to happen? Me. Um, yeah. Nothing. Okay. Just watching. And Breton, looking for an opportunity. You're up there now. You're up front. Others are being prepared based on the information they got from you and what they've learned. You can now see that. Um, at the front where all the boulders are. So there were boulders and then more boulders and then the cave entrance. Out in front of the boulders now, there's like this semicircle of hobgoblins, probably about ten of them out there just kind of looking into the darkness, trying to see what's coming. Ten of them. It's not so that dark anymore. That's a lot. not that dark anymore. I was trying to emphasize there was more stink. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch. Hmm. Yeah. That is probably a few too many hobgoblins for a head-on assault for us, don't you think? Maybe they'll we'll just cut a couple of pieces and they'll break them around and take off. I wonder if we could sneak around. There's a, there's a back entrance. I can't right? really sneak around with a flaming sword. It's a good point. He's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's four of us and two wolves. Well, there's, there's three of you three and two wolves. Three of us. <laughs> a good point. Yeah, three. <laughs> good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just mathed. We just mathed. Um, <laughs> Yuri, what do you think? I think I uh, go in and start making a mess, and you guys start picking them off with some bosh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I can do uh Oh, no, I don't have it yet. Does Lenore have a bow? Uh, no, I have a mace. Mace? Okay. I, but you but I also have, have magic missiles. I was going to yeah, say, you do have say. as many magic missiles as you have rolls of yeah. dice until yes. it so fails. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's easy when you roll 10 plus. Yeah. yeah. I won't blot out the sun, but I don't have it yet. Plus, it is nighttime. <laughs> it's um, yeah, blot it's out the, the moon. middle of the night. <laughs> what is it? Blot out the moon. It's nighttime. You can't blot out the sun. Yeah, exactly. The night. Um, can I use? Will I be able to use called shot on my first one? Will they be a defenseless or surprised enemy at range? Uh, it depends on how long you guys take to situate and if they notice you in the meantime. Because there is, I mean, he's holding a torch essentially, yeah. not too far away. I'm giving you guys a few seconds to prepare before something happens. Right. Well, I'm going to ready my bow and be at range and ready to shoot. And if I can get one who does not know that I'm there, I think I can use called shot, which gives me a little bit of a Now, I will tell you, as a matter of mechanics, the way I would look at it would be as soon as he charges in with the flaming sword, the first one you shoot at is going to be 
the one that, that's easy enough to hit a called shot. Right. Because they'll be looking at the guy with a flaming sword. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That, that part makes sense to me. Right. And if it stays that way, if you stay in the shadows and shoot from the shadows, they might right. stay called shotable. Right. So I'd actually like to call, I'd like to pick the one right in the front of where he would be running. So yeah. probably dead center. Aim, call my shot for the head. And then that way, if I, I, I can potentially stun him. So even if I don't kill him, mm. he'll just be standing there drooling, waiting for you. If I roll a 10 plus. So <laughs> if you roll a 10 plus. Are you ready to so go? Ready to go. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have um, the ranger with that arrow knocked far back. And this is a nice sharpened arrow tip. One of the fresh ones from the, the smithy. Um, two wolves getting ready to charge in from the sides. A uh, flaming sword leaping into the fray and a sparkly blue ball of magic missile getting ready to fly. And we'll see what happens with all of that on our next episode of Adventures from the Shed. In the meantime, we're going to wrap this one up and we can all say bye-bye. Bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.